everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where somehow or another I went out for Chinese dinner last night and neglected to bring back any fortune cookies whatsoever. I I have no idea how I managed that. I mean, they put them in front of you. They give you as many as you want, and yet I walked out with none. Anyway, good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, host of That's Life and head of social responsibility at Cross River. You can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Yussi's live lunch. Frankly, the last couple of weeks um, between being in Israel for two Thursdays and this and that and everything, like I haven't been able to do a, a an updated show. But today I am here. Very happy to be here. Um, crazy week in Israel. Devastating week in Israel. We'll talk about that in a second, of course. Um, but my trip to Israel where I was about two weeks ago, um, was, as I've explained to people, both heartbreaking and heartwarming all at the same time. Truth is that is the story of the Jewish people, no matter what era, decade or time in history where, where we find ourselves or we reflect back on, but nevertheless, um, even more than the trip in November, this trip was was just mind-blowing. I did have the opportunity to volunteer for a day with Leket Israel. I want to tell everybody about that for just a minute. It was truly everything. I'd never done it. I mean, I talk about it and we, we promote it, et cetera, and I firmly believe in it, but I've never actually done it, and I did it. And there was some kind of unbelievable experience, unity with pe- spending 12 hours trimming cabbages. I've never seen so much cabbage in my life. I'm not sure I could eat cabbage anymore, but the the just being there with people, I mean, it was literally from the four corners of the earth. We were standing there with different backgrounds, different reasons to be there. English speakers, non-English speakers, uh, people only speaking French, being able to communicate in Hebrew. The, the common language, the common language was Hebrew. And yeah, some of you are rolling your eyes and you're saying, of course it was. I'm like, that's not the point. That's still the common language for the Jewish people. It's an unbelievable thing. And yes, we had to go into a Mahmoud more than once. And yes, we were very close to Gaza and um, it was a noisy day, shall we say. But nevertheless, it was unbelievably inspiring to be with 20 some odd total strangers totally focused on something as as pure as this volunteer event and this does give me the opportunity to segue into uh, heartfelt condolences is is an understatement um the 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 death of David Schwartz this week beloved husband of Metal Metal whose maiden name is Gitler that's a familiar. That's a familiar name here at uh, at That's Life, and certainly on the Nachum Siegel Network as Joseph Gitler, CEO, founder, chairman, whatever Joe's title is of Leket, has joined us on these airwaves many, many times. Actually, just a couple of weeks ago, just uh, just I don't know. Is it even four weeks? I'm not even sure. Um, but nevertheless, um, Joseph and Leela um, held their daughter tight as she gave a as she eulogized her husband um at a very at very 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 young ages um just the other day and um terribly devastating news my heart goes out to everyone um at the Gitler and Schwartz homes that is an understatement um i watched the the funeral 
for David Schwartz, I watched as Leela Maytal's mother and Joe's wife, who I think I first met them at, when I was 16, when we were 16. Um, I watched her stand right next to her daughter, providing strength for her to, for Maytal to be able to deliver what it was an unbelievably moving and beautiful tribute to her husband. I don't know. It could be any of us. We really have to take a moment to we, we really have to take a moment to appreciate the incredible sacrifice that is being made on behalf of the Jewish people. I also want to mention the um, the death also of Elkanah Newlander. Um, the news that news hit us on Tuesday. Elkanah Newlander was not somebody I had known before three weeks ago. He we met him. On our trip, we met him when we went south, and he was an unbelievable soul. You could tell just in the first couple of minutes um, meeting him and speaking to him what a kind soul he was. And, um, of course, in the last couple of days, I have found numerous connections, familial connections and close friends connections between myself and Elkanah Newlander, and his memory should also be blessed. And Hashem Yukom Damam, we should see an, a quick end to all of this tragedy very, very soon, and never forget the sacrifices that are being made on behalf of all Jewish people around the world. Um, Nahum is the king of transition. Somehow or another, he's always able to go from one conversation to the next in a, in a manner that brings the audience with him and allows people to not forget the previous moment, but transition into the next moment. And I am constantly fascinated by his ability to do that. I'm trying to do that now. I really, I really am. I'm trying to do that now, trying to figure out how I move into the next part of the show. I decided doing the, the national holidays, which we always do, was, was the wrong move. I'm hoping that the fortune cookie, going out of order and going to the fortune cookie first, maybe the fortune cookie will say something, will have something in it that allows me to help this transition along. So let's see. God, am I putting faith in this fortune cookie? It's not fair to the fortune cookie. I'm really, it's a lot of pressure. Here we go. Don't give in to cynicism. All right. You know, you could have done better, but there was no warning, fortune cookie. I just, I just threw this at you. So that might, that might be good enough for now, though I got to be honest with you, I'm really cynical. I don't know anybody that isn't. It's actually, was just discussing it with uh, somebody this morning on my commute into work, how we've just all become so cynical. I'm not sure it's wrong, frankly, but don't give in to cynicism. All right. How about I'll put into, I'll add a couple of words. Don't give into too much cynicism. I think that that is a good fortune. Let's do today's national holidays. Um, it is National Cigarettes Are Hazardous to Your Health Day. The fact that that needs a national holiday is beyond me, but hey, this is a crazy world we live in at, at, at the moment. Um, it's Girl Hug Boy Day, sure. It's Heritage Treasures Day. Hmm. Heritage Treasures Day. All right. It's Learn Your Name in Morse Code Day. Now that, I got to say, sounds like fun. Useless, absolutely useless. But, I mean, when am I going to have to tap out my name? Dots and dashes. And there are, by the way, there are people who are listening to this show this morning going, I don't even know what Morse code is. Hi, Rabbi Nishalalem. Um, I, I mean, go watch Red Hunt for Red October. Go back to that unbelievable scene 
and and you'll know exactly what um what Morse code is. I think I'm actually going to try it later. Learn your name in Morse code. I'm going to put it in my family group chat because I know there there are at least two kids in my family who are going to start tapping and dashing and dotting things out. It's also National Milk Day. That was actually Monday morning in my house when I realized at 5.45 in the morning we had no milk and ran to 7-Eleven. And World Sketch Note Day. What's a sketch note? Do young people know what a sketch note is? Am I just too old? I have no idea. But if somebody wants to email me, merriamatnachamsegel.com, or knowing of Rami, as usual, by the time the show is over, he will have sent me the information as to what a sketch note is in the first place. Somebody, some genius is saying right now, Miriam, you know you can Google it. Yeah, I know I can Google it. That's not the point. That's not the point. You can also Google what Morse code is. You're not doing that either. Anyway, you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I am incredibly excited to invite and to welcome Avi Fryer joining me from Israel. Avi Fryer is is going to be a great guest. There's going we've had, we've had him on the air before. Nachum and I and Avi did something. I think it was during COVID live lunch. He made something disappear from Florida. I have no idea how we did it. It was weird. It was great. And he did a lot of COVID-related material to keep everybody, you know, involved and, and awake and, and happy. And the, the same mission here, Magicians United for Israel. They are making smiles up here. We're going to hear all about it. I am a little bit nervous. Avi Fry, I'm a little bit nervous to have you on because it's hard to have on somebody who's funnier than I am. Well, wait, first of all, I am way more funny looking than you are. I think we <laughs> agreed on that a long time ago. And, and it, this has been such an emotional roller coaster mm. of a trip that, um, I don't have to be fun. I found out I don't have to be funny all the time. I, my act is full of comedy and then I meet people whose lives are just absent of comedy right now and, and realize, you know, when we, when we took this on, we thought, yeah, we'll make some people happy. We, We'll, we'll give them some things to laugh at. We'll get a free trip to Israel. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm, doesn't everybody mm-hmm, want a free trip mm-hmm, to Israel? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. It hasn't been free because it it's, it's very emotionally and physically taxing. But it also has been so personally profitable because you know when you give to somebody, you get back double. And we're realizing how um, how people are are taking it in. Like we got a, we got a random text message. Somebody, somebody had took a a picture of our, of her kids with a couple of us. And one of the magicians said, Hey, text it to me. So he he gave her his number and she texted it. And then a, a, a little while later, he got another text that said, just on behalf of everybody who was at the show tonight, thank you for giving our kids an hour that they could forget about what's going on. Amazing. And I got that and I'm going through all that. Like you forwarded it to our little WhatsApp group of the five magicians that are here. And I, I am scrolling through and looking at, I got to that and I stopped and I had tears in my eyes. Mm. And I'm like, no, no, you don't get tears in your eyes from a text message, but right. it's, it, it's really, it's, I think the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Unbelievable. I mean, and by the way, it doesn't surprise me because I know what you're, listen, I'm not making people smile when I go there. That's not part of what my mission is, but the gratification of bringing any kind of relief to, to, to these families that I, that I can, 
I can share that experience with you. I have shared that experience. I, I understand what that means and what that feels like. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's, listen, for you in general, and I just want to make mention, you are not there alone. Making Smiles Appear is a group. It is five of you who are part of Magicians United for Israel, and your tour is called Making Smiles Appear. It is you, it is Avi Hoffman, Ben Cohn, Sam Jacobs, and Mark Levine, all of whom have dedicated this time to going to Israel and um, supporting the families in the way that you know how. But you're, again, going back to my previous thought, you're a guy who knows how to make people smile, but this is a different kind of smile. Oh, it really is. And I get such imposter syndrome. Mm. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a great magician. I'm with four guys and I'm not, I'm not being modest here. You know, I'm not modest. <laughs> I'm not a great magician. I'm more of a, I'm more of a comedian. My act is more funny. And I'm among four guys that are way better at magic than I am. So I always have imposter syndrome. And going into this, where we're like, what are, what are, what are we really going to do? And, and these people who come over to us with tears in their eyes, thanking us as if we just saved a life or, or you know, bought them a house. And all we did was just do the, a magic show that we love. And I realized that everybody has chesed in them and everybody can do it. And, and anybody who's sitting there listening to this and thinking, um, I'm, not, I'm not really qualified for that, then put that thought out of your head. Because, because if, I can, if I can do it, and like I said, not very good at magic, then literally anybody who has anything of themselves to give can do it. Avi, that is probably the best quote I've ever heard in my life. Everyone has chesed in them. Is probably the most profound and true thing I have ever heard because it is true. And 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 you're living proof of it. You have a talent. The five of you have an ability that, frankly, okay, you can whatever about your talent versus other people. That's not the point. The point is, is that you're utilizing your talent. You've put aside your family life. You've put aside your professional lives and said, I'm getting on a plane. I'm getting on a plane to do what I know how to do. This is my thing. It's like, you know, people who cook, all the people in Israel who have all the chefs who have turned their restaurants kosher in order to provide for Chayelim or pay, or people who are just making sandwiches out of their homes and distributing them where they're necessary or where there's a need. Everyone has chesed in them. That is such an incredible message. And can I just throw in a little personal plug since you just said all that? Sure. My daughter is in her second year of Sherut Lumi, Shirley Fryer has had several all-nighters with her friends baking challahs in their apartment and then taking the taxi with bags and bags of challahs. Like, they sent us pictures the next morning, and it looked like, you know when the bakery first gets their delivery and it's piled high on Friday morning? Sure. That's, that's what it looked like. And, and it's true. She's, she's not a baker, but she's got but she's got chesed in her and that's, right. that's what she's doing. Everybody can do this. A hundred percent. Everybody can do something. You know, the whole, it takes a village here. Everyone has some kind of, it doesn't have to be an innate talent. It doesn't have to be something crazy, but we all have hands and we all have hearts. And I think that at the end of what was, and just an, an unbelievably unfathomable, heartbreaking week in Israel. I can only imagine, listen, I know how I felt here. I can only imagine the, the complete feeling of devastation and loss in Israel this I week. I have to correct you. I have to correct you. It is 
amazing. As much as I, I say there are people who are thankful that we're helping their kids um, forget for an hour and there are people who come to us with tears in, our, in their eyes, but you know how resilient we right. are True. as a people. And when you walk in the street, there is definitely an underlying current of sadness mm. and of that feeling of devastation. But on top of it all, people are smiling and they're greeting each other and they're warm and they're hugging each other. And they're, and they, you could, you could feel not but more than the sadness. You can feel the faith that all of this is going to work out. That I hear that I hear. Avi Fryer joins us from, from Israel. He is part of the magical group of magicians united for Israel. They are making smiles appear throughout the state of Israel, supporting Avi and his friends and Sam and Ben and the other, the other Avi and Mark can all be done at magic for Israel. That's the number four magic, the number four Israel.com. Now let's, let's we're, we're missing the whole, how on earth did this start in the first place? What made the five of you decide that you were going to take this and get on a plane and go? So I was, I was driving my truck back and forth to Miami International Airport because I had all these friends that were going to Israel to volunteer, but they were also bringing duffel bags and duffel bags. We've all seen the pictures mm-hmm. on social media of people showing up. It's not just uh, like a fake pile of duffel bags in the airport that people pose next to. This is actual tons and tons of chesed shipping out from the United States, which was amazing. And as I'm driving back, I'm thinking, well, I'm not a doctor like those guys who went, and I don't do this, I don't do that. I, I don't have any marketable skills that they really need in Israel. All I, I, I do magic. Wait a minute. And so I'm in this WhatsApp group called From Magicians, and there are hundreds of Orthodox Jewish magicians all over the place, not just across the country, but around the world. There are a bunch in Israel. And I posted, uh, it was like a week or, or two into the war. And I said, who'd be interested in going to Israel? No pay. Who'd be interested in going to Israel to um, perform for soldiers and for Miluim families and for displaced families? And I made it like a little poll and I saw four responses come in very quickly. And those four were all from people who I know I I've known, I've, I've known Sam and, and Mark I've known forever. Um, Avi Hoffman, I only met recently, but I've seen his skills and Ben Cohen, a major magician. Everybody in New York knows Ben Cohen sure. and I've known Ben for years. When I saw those come in, I, I made a little WhatsApp group of the, of the five of us and said, let's figure out how we can do this. And we started that Chesed fun page. Right now, if people go to that website you mentioned, and thank you for throwing that out there, themagic4israel.com, they'll see a Chesed fun page, and we fully raised the money we need for this trip. But I realized also halfway through this trip that this needs to be something that we do again and again. Mm. And so there will be a 501c3, and we're going to really make something Magicians for Israel because there's so much more that we can be doing. So even if you don't use it now, just remember magicforisrael.com so you can go there later when it's actually a legit organization you can donate to. But um, it was just the four of them just jumped right in. Now, I looked back later, and I kind of feel like I need to apologize to some of the other magicians. There were other people who responded later. Mm. But once I saw the four of them, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, let's do it. And I never even looked back. And then later on, I looked back. And I was like, oh, no, these other people also wanted to do it. Truth is, we have all we have all we can handle and we have all the people that 
that we could handle for right. this trip. But there are going to be others, and we're going to bring other magicians, and we're going to spread as many smiles as we possibly can with our craft. Oh, unbelievable. I absolutely love it. You know, you talk for a second about Ben Cohn and his being this talent that everyone knows about. So quick, crazy anecdote. Nachum and I uh, worked a Pesach program, God knows how many years ago at this point. Uh, just a lot of years ago. Anyway, Ben was uh, one of the talents on the on the Pesach program as well, and I, I literally watched him bend a fork, uh, or it was a spoon. Sorry, it was a spoon or a fork. It was something. I watched it, it bend like like it was I don't know a piece of paper, and I kept it on my desk in the studio for. Forever. I mean, I literally, and it was like, it was a symbol to me of what, what people are, 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 what kind of power people have, the, the possibility within the human being to be able to effectuate and create change. It became a, a whole metaphor. Then, of course, we had a fire in the studio and that thing probably melted. But anyway, I've never seen it again, obviously, because there was nothing left. But that's not the point of the story. The point is, is that I'm going back to this beautiful moment of it served as a metaphor for, again, the power that we all hold within, within us. And I think that you're making smiles appear in the Magicians United for Israel speaks exactly to that point. And, and you know something, you just blew my mind. Were you looking at my social media this morning? I was not. Oh, no, I did. I liked something on Facebook. You had a couple of good um, um, messages for Hamas on the uh, that you found across Israel. I saw those oh, also. So yes. I only no, saw those was, selfies. earlier. Yeah, no, I okay. haven't seen anything else. Oh, Why? my God. Did you bend you my phone? To know the... Now, do you happen to know the name of the person who invented this whole, like, was the is the grandfather of the whole spoon bending thing in magic? It's not Ben. It's well, you would think it's Ben because he's so good at it. It's Uri Geller, famous Israeli mentalist magician, going back to the 1960s. Okay. We met Uri Geller today. No way! Oh, that's crazy. A half an hour ago, we got out of the car from going to the Uri Geller Museum in, in Tel Aviv, and he gave us a private tour, <gasps> and he bent spoons and, and autographed them for us, and we took pictures with him, and, and Ben impressed Uri with his version of the fork bending routine that <gasps> adds a twist that Uri Geller has never seen before. Oh, my gosh. And you pick... You pick spoon bending as the story you're going to tell about Ben Cohen? That's Miriam, insane. You blew my mind. That You blew my mind. I mean, Avi, honestly, this is like even a better like magic trick than you could ever do. Us being able to figure this okay. out right now, that's crazy. You did it. I didn't do anything. I literally, I mean, when I saw the five guys, you know, all five of you, I was like, oh, Ben, he bent that thing. That was weird. That was crazy. Boom. I didn't realize that this was going to happen. That is, well, first of all, that's also an only an Israel story, but this is crazy. Yep. That's it a, is true. That is a crazy, crazy tidbit. Also cute that you guys would go to a museum of magician, magicians. That's, I mean, well, yeah. Our, this was our one afternoon off with no shows. We're going from here. Now we're going out to Shiloh in the, in the Shomron area to perform at an army base. Oh my gosh. Well, those Chayalim are lucky to have you. I mean that sincerely. And Kola Yes, they are. I mean, thank you. <laughs> Kola Kavod to the five of you. By the way, you know, if... Uh, I, 
I'm sure that there was a part of you that was like, could I just have one guy not name Avi in this group? That would have probably been helpful. It's going to be a little confusing. It was only a little confusing. Um, right before the trip, Ben actually, now I'm, now I'm giving away personal information, but it's okay. Ben actually sent a voice to text to our WhatsApp group that mistakenly referred to Avi Hoffman repeatedly as Harvey. And uh, <laughs> I made I made a motion to the group that if here to forward, uh, he should be known as Harvey. And everybody agreed unanimously. So there's no more confusion. I'm Avi. He's Harvey. We're good. Oh, my God. Harvey Hoffman. That is the oldest Jewish man on the planet right now. Harvey <laughs> Hoffman. Amazing. So Sam, Ben, other Avi, Mark, and you, Avi. Call a kavod to all of you. Folks, you can get out there and you could support what they're doing. It's really I'm sorry to be punny, but it really is magical. Magic4Israel.com. Avi, good luck with the rest of your day. Continue this great work. As Nachum would say, continue your great work that you are doing on behalf of the Jewish people. Thank you so much. It's nice to speak to you. Pleasure is mine. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Avi Fryer, always a great guest. Um, a full afternoon of programming continues right after the conclusion of this show. Of course, the live lunch with Yossi Zweig begins, and we have the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zamek this evening at 7 p.m. Do not change that virtual dial tomorrow morning. Join Nachum as he hosts JM and AM and Malcolm Honline. Folks, I don't know if you've been keeping track of the ridiculousness going on in South Africa and then at The Hague, but yeah, the, I mean, I know, I know. I sound like a broken record. You can't miss this week with Malcolm, but you really can't. You really can't. I can't wait to hear Malcolm talk about the hypocrisy in South Africa. I mean, talk about pots and kettles. My God, are you kidding me? Anyway, don't miss a moment of programming. And then we thank Kedem for their continued support of our programming. The Arab Shabbos Music Mix continues up until candlelighting here in the New York area, which is what? 413 for something this week? For 429? Stop it. That's like a whole extra hour these days. That's amazing. Anyway, um, a shout out to our friends at Hask. The Hask concert Sunday night was something truly memorable. And there was a tribute to Deddy, a beautiful tribute. I think that that was honestly one of the most beautiful parts of the night, that and the tribute to Shia. So in, in, uh, in that speed, in that venue, in that vein, I guess is the word I'm looking for. It's Lecha Etain by Deddy. Certainly words to hold true. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Thank <laughs> you. 